What is up, my clan? Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since I've had a chance to uh, to talk to you guys and uh, fill you in on all the all the amazing stuff that's been going on. I know the last episode was kind of a uh, it, it kind of put a wrench in my in my uh, my episodes here because I really wanted to talk about the whole Coppa thing and YouTube because it's just kind of like top of mind. A lot of questions flying around. I was getting DMs going, just what does this mean for your channel? What does this mean for your vlogs? Uh, so I put out that that really lengthy kind of breakdown of COPPA and my, my thoughts, my opinions on that. Um, just a quick recap, or I should say update. Uh, there's really no update right now. Everything's still as is. Uh, we have until January 1st to mark all our videos, whether they're made for kids or not made for kids. And everyone on YouTube has to do the same. So if you have YouTube videos, if you have a YouTube channel with YouTube videos, uh, go to the new YouTube Studio app uh, or YouTube Studio, you know, page or whatever, and uh, you'll see an option to to select your whole channel. If you want to, if that, if you know, if you're confident your whole channel is made for kids or not made for kids, use that option, and then you'll have to go back on each video and mark it. If, if like you know, you have one-offs here and there, which we do. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna mark our whole channel as not made for kids, and then go back and mark the ones that you know are obviously for kids. Um. So yeah, well, I'll keep you guys updated on that as things uh, get updated and change. Um, I know there's some people in Washington, D.C. right now talking to FTC. I know a couple guys are going to D.C. Uh, in a couple of weeks. And there's meetings happening. There's a lot of going on. So so I'm feeling pretty confident that something's going to change. Uh, we're either going to get an updated, revised version of the COPPA or we're going to get some, um, you know, some more details on COPPA. But I would I would bet to say that we're gonna get a revised version. We're gonna get some amendments to it because, and I didn't know this at the time I recorded the podcast, recorded my video. But COPPA was created in 1998. This is an old this is an old law. This is an old act. Uh, this is before YouTube and, and social media was even created, right? This is back in the early days of like websites and blogs and e-commerce was just starting to pop up, right? And then in 2013, it was amended to include web cookies, right? And if you're not familiar with web cookies, uh, they're, they're a little um, like file that your web browser keeps on your computer and it stores your 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 data, right? Your personal data that you, um, you give a website. And it's the things that like, you know, when you go to a website to buy something, it already knows your name and your address and your credit card, right? Like it's it's on your computer. So you have nothing to worry about there, but you know, the website recognizes that pulls that information to make your life easier. Well, it also uses that information to serve you personalized ads, right? And, you know, statistics show that personalized ads are more clickable, more relatable, and therefore you get more purchases that way. So it's just how the internet works, right? It's just how the internet works. Nothing to be scared of or worried about. But if you're under the age of 13, it's illegal to collect your data. And that's where we're at in this whole thing. So um, 2013 was the last time that act or that law was touched. So it needs to it needs to be revised big time, and I, I'm pretty confident that we're going to see something something get updated or changed, uh, either by the time January 1st rolls around or shortly after in the in the new year. Um, so again, I'll keep you guys updated and posted on that. But I just want to say this one more time. I, I, well, I'm gonna, I'm going to keep saying it. I'm not going to say it one more time. I'm going to I'm going to keep saying this. I'm going to drill this home to you guys. I don't plan on stopping my vlogs. I don't, I, I can confidently say that I'll probably never stop vlogging. 
as long as people keep watching, as long as people keep clicking, as long as people keep interacting, I will continue to capture and share my life, moments of my life. Now, what might change is what I vlog, who I vlog, and how often I vlog. Those things will definitely change, and they they have changed. I mean, if you've been paying attention, you know we're down. I'm, I'm vlogging. Uh, I'm still vlogging almost every day, but I'm only posting a couple of days a week. Uh, there's been some days where I've skipped vlogs. There's you know I'm not showing the kids uh, the kids as often because the kids are just doing their own stuff to be their own being their own being their own little humans. Um, so you know that's that's a direct correlation to why the viewers viewership's gone down, right? And it's funny, it's funny that we're having this conversation. We're talking about all this stuff with kids because, you know, like rewind back to 2014, 2015, 2016, you know, family vloggers, the, the genre really started blowing up. And it's because kids started getting into watching YouTube and kids like to watch other kids do fun things that kids like to do. And that's when the art, you know, my channel blew up. It's when a lot of my friends' channels blew up. And that's when we saw a lot of success on YouTube. Well, fast forward a couple more years and you start getting kids that grew up with YouTube now making YouTube videos. And well, like I said, what do kids want to watch? They want to watch kids doing kid things. So if you, you know, the more kids you had in your videos or the more uh, emphasis you put on the kids, the better your channel did. And as my kids started getting older and, and we started doing less and less of that kid fun stuff and and frankly, I just wasn't into like challenges and skits and the, the, the entertainment side of things. The channel got in the decline and I, and it's, I, I can't help but chuckle a little bit because it's like, I'm feeling pretty confident about my channel come the new year. Like, like my content today is not quote unquote made for kids. And I feel like the last couple of years, you know, less and less of my videos are made for kids. And that's the direction that I'm fully okay with going in. Like, in fact, in the early, you know, late last year, when this whole COPPA FTC investigation started, uh, you know, like there were these vibes that family channels were gonna gonna get hurt, or they were gonna be changed, or there was gonna change to be needed, you know. And and then early 2019, we had the whole pedophile predator thing where our comments got turned off, and a lot of family channels comments got turned off. Right? I changed my profile, I changed my banner. I think I talked about this in the last podcast, but I started to turn the channel away from emphasis on the family and emphasis on the kids and try to steer more back to emphasis on me and, and you know, my voice and what I'm doing. Thus the views went down. And that's why a lot of, in the last two years, our videos have continued to decline in viewership because less and less kids are interested in my vlogs. Less and less kids are clicking on my thumbnails, right? When I'm in the thumbnail, it gets less views because kids don't want necessarily want to hear me, AKA dad talk about random shit. And so it's funny because, you know, for the last couple of years, it's always like, oh man, bummer, views have gone, gone down, viewers have keep going down. And now here we are in 2020 and it's like, well, the more kids you have, the more trouble you're in. <laughs> the more kids that watch your videos, the more trouble you're in. So, you know, and I'm definitely not laughing at this because I have a lot of friends that are affected by this, a lot of friends that are going to be hurt by this. And I, I, I do feel bad. Um, and I know they're smart and savvy enough to make changes and alter their, their business. I, I'm... I'm I'm fully I, I trust and I fully um, believe that they'll be fine because they're they're smart they're they're business savvy and honestly they did so well the last couple of years I, I anticipate they have already have businesses up and running to to generate revenue and income off of YouTube I, I'm 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 confident in that uh, and if not like I said they're business savvy enough to 
I think, to continue being successful on YouTube in a different capacity. But only time will tell. We'll have to see. Um, but anyway, I, I just wanted to give you guys an update on that. I'm not stopping the vlogs. Please, uh, honestly, I don't think anyone that listens to this podcast thinks I'm going to stop the vlogs. Again, it's the kids. It's the kids. All the kids that are naive and, and, and don't understand how the world works yet are the ones that are confused. But um, anyway, what I want to talk about today is all of my travels. Uh, I would say it was the last five weeks. I've traveled four weekends, uh, starting with, with Halloween. You know, we took the trailer to Lolomai Springs Outdoor Resort, our annual Halloween trip, which is always awesome. Hopefully you guys check those vlogs out. Um, but uh, yeah, we go up to Lolomai with our trailer. We camp out and uh, we grill out and we just have a good time up in the woods. Kids get dressed up. They trick or treat. There's a costume parade. There's all kinds of activities for the kids, like pumpkin carving and bobbing for apples and all kinds of stuff. It's just a really, really fun time. And it, honestly, it, I think we've only missed it one year in the last, I don't know, 10 years uh, because it's just so fun. And, and and the kids specifically this year were like, we got to go to Lolomai. We got to go to Lolomai. And so, you know, we booked our reservations and we went and it's just, it's a great time. Um, so that was that was Halloween uh, weekend. The weekend, weekend before Halloween, excuse me, the weekend before Halloween, last like weekend in October. And, um, yeah, I mean, you can watch the vlog. It's, it was, it's a lot of fun. We really, really enjoyed that. So we did that. That was, that was the first weekend. And then, um, we had Halloween and we ended up spending it with my brother and his, uh, his, his wife and kids. And that was the first time for us being in their neighborhood. And that was really fun and cool. But unfortunately I had to get up at three in the morning the next day, November 1st to pack up the trailer again and head to California with my dad. And that was a, that was a great weekend. I look forward to that weekend every year. Uh, it's the first weekend of November every year, uh, Glen Helen raceway in San Bernardino, California for the world vet motocross championships. And my dad's been going, I think for 10 years, maybe 12 racing for eight or nine of them. And, uh, he's 60 years old. And so he's running in the 60 plus novice class. And uh, he races my dirt bike because my dirt bike's a lot, lot more, a lot newer than his bikes, uh, and you know, better suspension, faster engine, just more reliable, more reliable in bike, you know. So the last two years he's ridden that, and uh, he, man, he he enjoys it. He really does. He still still competes, uh, though you know, not as he doesn't compete as at a, at a level that he wishes he could, but he just doesn't have the time to devote to riding and racing, you know, the rest of the year. Plus summertime, man, it sucks to go riding. Nobody wants to ride in the summer heat in Arizona, let me tell you. Uh, but some do. Some do. They're crazy like that. So, yeah, we got up at like 3 in the morning. Uh, my dad met me here about 3.45. We packed up the bike, the, the gear, went to the storage unit, grabbed the trailer, and we hit the road. And we made a couple stops for gas, food, coffee, that sort of thing. And we made it, I think, in like around seven hours. Got to the track, dropped the bu- trailer, uh, start setting up. He got on the bike, went for a couple of laps on the practice, uh, to, uh, on the track for practice. And then, uh, you know, we, we did our grocery shopping for the weekend cause it's just him and I, and we're grilling out and, uh, hanging out, man. It's, it's a good time. And then love having the trailer. The first three years we got hotels, right? The first two years we were at a Hilton d- double tree, really nice hotel. Love Hilton Hilton hotels. Um, you know, had a bar and a restaurant right in there. So it was just really convenient. Unfortunately, though, we have all our, you know, we have our gear and our bike and it's just unfortunately not a great part of town. So you don't want to leave anything in the back of your truck. Right. So what we ended up having to do is lock our bike up to a tree at the track and just kind of, you know, let the guys know, hey, we're going to leave our bike here. If anyone, you know, messes with it, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
And and so last year I decided to bring my trailer. After the third year, I was like, this is silly. This is ridiculous. Why are we, you know, driving 20 minutes to a hotel, having to stress out about stuff in the back of the truck? Like, and then being cooped up in a in a in a in a room, in a hotel room, right? And just kind of just sitting there. I was like, let's just bring my trailer. Let's just try it. I, this is the first time I'd ever taken my trailer across the state lines and traveled for a long period of time. Longest I've ever towed my trailer before. Um, but it's relatively flat. You know, there's a couple of hills here and there, but nothing that my truck can't handle. And so last year was the first time we did it. And it was awesome. Learned some lessons, right? Uh, didn't think we were going to need the AC, but lo and behold, we definitely needed the AC. And uh, so this year I brought both generators and we had AC, which was nice. Didn't use it a whole lot, but we, de you know, we definitely used it. And uh, the biggest thing is, is it's so dusty out there. You don't want to leave all your windows open. Last year we had all our windows open for a breeze and the entire trailer got trashed so dirty um so this year uh we brought the we brought the generators we had the ac had the windows closed we parked towards the back of the track and kind of was by ourselves and secluded which was nice uh, it was really windy though the, the wind really sucked on friday um i'll tell you I'll, I'll let you know why in a minute but uh once we got settled in once he got his practice laps in we went to the grocery store and we bought food for the weekend and uh, one of the things i really look forward to when i go on these trips is i plan the meals and i do all the cooking because uh, normally here at home, you know, Tiffany does all that. Tiffany plans the meals, grabs the recipes, uh, goes to the grocery store, does all the shopping, comes home, she cooks them, right? And that, and she loves it. She, she really, I mean, she embraces the full-time mom job, right? Like she takes pride in it. She looks in, looks forward to it. You know, she cooks, she cleans, she shops, she does the laundry. Like she does everything for this family and she's damn good at it too. You know, she continues to get compliments from you guys, uh, you know, on the vlogs and on, on Instagram and Twitter. In fact, I just got a DM from uh, a kid's mom. The kid, came, the kid hangs out in our, in our Twitch channel, our Twitch chat. He's, he's a really nice kid. Uh, shout out to Darian if you're listening, buddy. Um, you know, he's a really, really sweet kid. I think he's 14. I should know this, but I totally don't. I think he's like 14. He's really mature. Like, honestly, you wouldn't know he's a kid. If he didn't like give it like if he didn't like refer to his mom or refer to like school and stuff like that, but a uh, really cool kid. Anyway, his mom just just shot me a DM. She's like, "Hi, this is Darian's mom. Just want to say how your wife's awesome with her cooking and her this and that, and you know she thanked me for letting Darian hang out in my chat room. And you know he's homeschooled, so he's on a, like a time limit on like how much free time he gets during the day when I'm when I'm live. But just you know, Tiffany gets a lot of compliments on her cooking and her food choices and her presentation and. You know, we get compliments because we actually sit at the dinner table every night and eat dinner. Um, I would say five nights a week, maybe six on some given weeks, we will sit down at the dinner table and eat dinner together. The only time that doesn't happen is if uh, I'm traveling or we've, you know, kids have got sports, we're in a hurry. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's exceptions to that, but most of the time we sit at the dinner table and eat dinner together as a family. We catch up, we you know, fill each other in on, on the next couple of days, the weekend, you know, that sort of thing. And honestly, I think I'm, I'm, I'm confident to say that we all look forward to that. There's never a time where we're like, Oh man, I don't want to sit down and eat dinner with you guys. You know, the kids get plenty of time by themselves. They get plenty of time to watch TV and, and do their own thing. This is like one, you know, one thing that we ask the kids is like, you know, dinner at the dinner table. And so, you know, someday, one day, the kids might have, you know, you know, significant others that have dinner with us and there's plenty of room at the table for that. So uh, I want that tradition to be something that we continue to do. We had, we did that when I was a kid and, uh, you know, I hope it continues on in my family. 
But yeah, so when I'm with my dad, I plan the meals. We go to the grocery store and I, you know, we have three nights. So I'm like, all right, so we're going to buy a meat. We're going to buy a vegetable and then we're going to buy like a side. And so I try trying to plan themes out. I'm like, all right, so start with the meat, right? The meat's always like the, the anchor. So first, so I, we had, we got, I grabbed a marinated tri-tip. I grabbed some chicken breast. And I grabbed a pork tenderloin. I ran over to the marinade aisle. I grabbed two marinades. Um, I paired those up with uh, some rice, like the in, instant rice you throw in the microwave. Uh, and then I paired those with salad. So we leave, this, we leave the grocery store with three meals, snacks, uh, and some things my dad needed for like his salsas and smoothies and stuff like that. And we were set for the weekend, man. That first night we made the tri-tip. Um, uh, it was, I forget what it was marinated in. Uh, it was more like a Mexican style. So we had Spanish rice and a Southwest chopped salad. It was amazing. Unfortunately, as I mentioned earlier, the wind was blowing like crazy. So it kept blowing out my, my grill and I had to crank it up to keep the, 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 the grill lit. Well, unfortunately, because it was up so high, it cooked the tri-tip too fast. And so it was very tough. It was very flavorful, but very tough. So definitely of the three meals, that was my least favorite of the meats, even though the salad and the rice were the best. Uh, the second night we made the chicken. The chicken was marinated in like a ginger sesame seed uh, marinade. It had an Asian, Asian flair. Fried rice, which I love fried rice, but this Uncle Ben's instant fried rice was not very good. Didn't have any flavor in my opinion. Uh, could have used a lot more of everything. Uh, and a Asian chopped salad. And the third night, hands down, was the best meat. It was a pork tenderloin marinated in a jerk marinade, uh, avocado ranch salad, and a coconut jasmine rice. The, white, the rice was kind of plain. It was more like white rice. Didn't have a lot of flavor to it. But the salad and the meat was amazing. Uh, my dad made salsa every day, smoothies every day. Uh, he's real big on supplements and like, you know, taking all his vitamins and, and, and he, he reads an article about something like turmeric. So he adds turmeric to everything. And, you know, my dad's a real big advocate on like keeping, keeping healthy. You know, you know, he recognizes that he's 60 years old. And he didn't take care of himself when he was younger. So he's definitely taking care of himself now, which I definitely applaud him for that. Um, as for the races, uh, you know, like I say, practice on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, he did two motos each. Uh, so the first day he got 15th and 15th out of 30. So right in dead middle of the pack. Second day, uh, 28 riders, uh, he got 17th and 19th, I believe. So overall, he got 17th. So not too bad. Middle of the pack, both days. Uh, he felt like he did better. He felt like he was further up in the pack. But, um, you know, it is what it is. The transponders don't lie. And uh, so he ended up where he was at. But he felt good. And honestly, he'd only ridden for like maybe four weeks before that race. And then a whole year before the last race. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, not bad for someone who doesn't ride that often. He just has years of experience. So that's why he's able to do what he does at his age with no practice. He just, you know, he just has experience. And um, I told him, I kind of joked, I said, maybe I'll join you when I hit 40. You know, maybe maybe in a couple of years when I hit 40, I'll, I'll join the 40 plus class and, uh, you know, then I'll, then, I'll, then I'll race. But um, for now, I just enjoy being his, uh, his pit crew and his, you know, his support crew. Um, it's our fifth year, as I said, and so got it down. I understand where to go, where to be, that sort of thing. It's a, it's a good time. I really do look forward. To it. And the reason why I look forward to it more than anything is because it's a weekend with my dad, just him and I, very little distractions, nothing else really. It's just we're there together the entire time. There's nowhere to go, and and um, you know, we have a lot of good conversations. We catch up on things. We get a little deep. You know, um, him, my mom went through a divorce a few years ago, and 
Um, I remember the first year that we went together was the, the year that this kind of happened. And, you know, we had some deep conversations on that drive, the drive out there and the drive back home. And, uh, and so even though we are right now, there's not a lot of deep stuff to talk about. Um, he does run his own business. And, uh, so that's usually a, a topic of discussion because even though he's quote unquote on vacation, he still works, uh, because he pretty much runs the business solo. I mean, my brother is his partner and his main, main guy on the dock. He's got, I think seven, six or seven employees, uh, four trucks. Like, you know, his business is, is going well and really booming. But he still does things in an old school way. He still kind of does things as if he was just him and he only had five customers. And now he's got like, I don't know, 50 or 60. And he's like I said, he's got seven employees. And, and I, you know, I, I just kind of like, I chuckle sometimes. I'm like, you know, you could do that like half as easy or half as fast or, you know, blah, blah. But he's just old school. He's pen and paper kind of guy taking the phone calls, taking the orders. And, um, you know, he's waiting for, uh, he's waiting for my, uh, a guy to come back from leave. And when he does... My brother is going to step into the office and start taking over the day-to-day operations in the office and less on the dock and less on the driving and to a point where he's not going to be driving anymore. And, uh, there, everyone's looking forward to that. He, my dad's looking forward to it. Austin's looking forward to that. And, um, I'm looking forward to it. Cause I, I think my dad, I mean, he's 60 years old. You should be slowing down. And instead my dad is like at a peak where he's like cranking, just working like crazy dog hours. And, um, he's, he still also co co manages or co owns a, a bar and, um, you know, he spends hours there after he's doing his, his, his main work, you know? And so I'm always telling him how, you know, if you, if you could just let go of this or, you know, give Austin that. And so it sounds like this is the year, this sounds like this, this is when it's going to happen. So, um, I'm excited for him there. Cause he just, you know, he deserves it. He deserves to have some free time and deserves to be able to do what he wants instead of squeezing in time, you know, around work. And again, he's 60 years old, you know, he's slowing down, needs a little more sleep than he used to, and he's definitely not getting it. So uh, I'll be looking forward to the transition. And I told him too, I said, when it happens, when you're ready to, you know, hand over the reins to my brother, I'll be there to help him, you know, and learn the, 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 the computer side of things. Cause that's the biggest thing I think is that my brother and my dad are not really computer savvy. They're not really tech savvy. They're both like, you know, get their hands dirty, work on the dock, truck drivers, like that's their, that's the, where they shine, which is the exact opposite of me. I am definitely not that guy. Um, I've always, I, I did work, I worked in a restaurant for six or seven years. I worked in another restaurant for two years. I did a short stint at Home Depot. And then after that, I pretty much worked behind a desk, uh, the rest of my, you know, quote unquote career. And that's definitely my safe place. You know, I'm behind a keyboard, mouse, online email instant messenger that's my world and uh so i just think my 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 brother my dad they just don't know the the software they have available to them they don't understand the tools they could use to make their jobs so much easier i hope that that's my goal is that when that transition happens i'm there so that my dad teaches austin how he does things and then i could turn on me like okay great but this is how you should do it or this is how you could do it more efficiently or effectively and that's kind of home open my goal how I can contribute to the business and help them out. Cause, um, it is a family business and you know, it's kind of, there's a sense of pride that my dad owns a business. My brother, you know, runs that business with him and, and someday we'll most likely take over that business, you know, much like how my youngest brother works on another family business and, you know, run manages a bar and bartends. And, you know, there's aspirations that one day he either takes over this bar 
or gets a new bar, you know, gets his own bar, you know, who knows, you know, he's, he's very young. He's got a lot of bright future ahead of him as well, but that's definitely his calling. He's, he's in that kind of that, that, uh, that service industry. He's really, really good at what he does and people love him. People come, you know, uh, night after night to see him. And so, um, you know, and again, I did that. I was there once upon a time. I bartended, I served, I worked in restaurants and I definitely see the appeal to it. And I definitely enjoy, I miss aspects of it, but I feel like I get aspects of it with my live streams. In fact, I, I, I often, um, compare my live streams to a bar where I'm the bartender. You come to the bar. Sometimes you're there to talk to the bartender. Sometimes you're there to talk to other patrons in the bar. Sometimes you don't want to talk to anybody. You just want to watch the game that's on TV. And that's my live stream, you know? So I definitely feel the, get the appeal to that. Um, but anyway, just to wrap it up with my dad, great weekend. Uh, you know, he, he made it all weekend without getting injured was always a plus, uh, no break, nothing broke on the bike. And, uh, you know, we had a good, we had a great weekend together, you know, packed it up Monday morning, hit, hit the road and, uh, made it back in a decent amount of time. And it was good times. I, and I, and I look forward to next year. I really wish I could take the, the kids or uh, Tiffany, but, uh, unfortunately the way it's, it, you know, it's, we, we need to be there. We need to leave Thursday to be there for Friday's practice. The races are Saturday and Sunday. And, you know, it's just nice to be able to chill Sunday night and then leave Monday morning versus trying to rush out Sunday night because we know it's a seven-hour drive, you know. So uh, it's just not feasible to bring the kids. And, of course, you know, maybe, maybe in a couple of years the kids will be old enough. We can leave. Tiffany can leave the kids. We can, she can come out with us. But then again, dirt bike racing, track, dirt, not really her thing either. So it'll probably just be me and my dad forever which I'm totally cool with. All right. So let's fast forward to the next weekend. Um, if, in the last couple of years, uh, the way it's been is we go to Lola with the trailer. Then we, I mean, my dad go to California with the trailer. And then the following weekend, we go to NASCAR with the trailer and, uh, two years in a row, my dad and I come straight from California, straight to the, the racetrack. And we drop the trailer off there on Monday. And, uh, even though we're not going to be there till, you know, Friday or Saturday, it just makes sense to do it all in one trip. And especially since I need to get my trailer in before the other guys can get their trailers in. So we dropped the trailer off at NASCAR. And for those of you who don't know, uh, for the last mm, four or five years, we've, uh, we've had a, a camping spot on the asphalt near the track, prime real estate, one of the best spots you can possibly get. We're very fortunate to have friends that had those spots. They were looking for people to, to fill those spots with. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a mutual friend with Tiffany's parents and now they're friends of ours. And, uh, you know, even though we don't watch NASCAR, I could care less about the drivers and the race and all, I, I don't care about anything. I don't even know anything about it. You know what I'm saying? I know some right driver drivers cause they've been driving for 10, 15 years, but, um, it's literally just an excuse to camp with our trailer. It's a good time. The same vibes that we get at Lolomai is the same vibes that we get at NASCAR. It's just, you know, trailer to trailer, camping it out, you know, drinking, grilling, having food, playing games, listening to music. And, and that, and it just happens to be at NASCAR. That's, that's really, that's all it is. And so, uh, you know, we, we get out there Friday night after the kids get home from school, uh, everything's set up, you know, we get the grills going, we start making dinner. It's, it's a great time. And, you know, we spend all day Saturday, just hanging out. Kids are playing card games. We're playing cornhole outside, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll hop on the bikes or the long boards and we'll bomb around at the camp and just kind of see what's going on. People go all out. I mean, imagine tailgating at a football game, but like times 10, because it's a whole weekend of tailgating, right? That's really, that's actually more accurate. I think it's more like tailgating than camping. Um, but 
it's just a, it's a really really fun weekend. There's some people that stay out there all week. I can I could not imagine spending there all week. Maybe I could see it going out there like on a Thursday and spend an extra day out there. I could I could see that happening. But um yeah, it's a good time. And so, you know, kids kids are uh kids look forward to it. It's a good time for them as well cuz you know, uh, Bryce has a mutual friend, a friend that's out there every weekend. And so um you know, they meet up, they ride their bikes, they goof around. Sierra likes playing card games with Mima and, and Papa and, and Tiffany. And in fact, they even taught me how to play uh, the game Hand and Foot, uh, which is a it's, it's a fun game. It's very strategic. Papa's very good at it. I'm looking forward to taking him on head to head and kicking his butt because no one else can beat him. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, n- l- another weekend at NASCAR in the books. We go to both races. One's in November, one's in March or April, somewhere in the spring. Uh, so we go to both races and uh, it's always a good time. We look forward to it. And again, another excuse to use our trailer. You know, we don't get, we don't use it very often, but when we do, it's great. Love it. Uh, still want to downsize though. Still want to, still want to sell that one and downsize to something smaller and get a toy hauler, make it more accessible for dirt bike riding and just something smaller. We don't need something that big. Same thing with our house. You know, we bought, we bought that trailer and then the following year or was it two years, two years later, we bought the, uh, about the house and same thing we just you know our eyes got too big for uh, and we're like we, we, we oh this house is amazing this trailer is amazing and then then you realize it's wasted space and you're paying money for something you're not really utilizing so i'll eventually we'll we'll, we'll eventually downsize I, I really would love to do it this year and so the next season we got a new trailer but we'll see uh so then nascar is over put the put the trailer away trailer's done for this year done for the season and uh a weekend passes just kind of normal nothing special weekend and uh, my birthday was coming up. And so I wanted to plan a weekend with me and Tiffany to either Vegas or Laughlin, right? So a four-hour drive for us, not nothing big. And you know, just, a, just one weekend, you know, maybe Friday to Saturday night and come back Sunday. Um, you know, kids are at a good age now where they can stay home alone or, you know, stay with friends. And uh, so we weren't too worried about it. But then right as I started looking into planning this trip, I get uh, an uh, an invitation to fly out to uh, Kansas City for an event with G Fuel, and if you don't know, I'm I'm a, a partner with G Fuel. They're they're one of my biggest uh, biggest partners and sponsors, and uh, so they they wanted to fly me out to Kansas City to be at a grand opening of a new esports arena inside Walmart. So uh, apparently, um, Walmart and esports arena have partnered up. And they're putting esports arenas inside of Walmarts. Uh, there are seven of them now. Uh, this weekend, the, this past weekend, they opened two of them: one in Kansas City, one in Nashville. And uh, and so now there's seven of them. And they plan on expanding and moving across the country at, at some point. So you know, go to esportsarena.com if you want more information on the locations. I'm sure they'll announce more locations as they continue to uh, build them out. But uh, and then G Fuel partnered with Walmart, and G Fuel is now going to be in Walmart. You're going to be able to purchase cans and powders uh of their of the energy drink and uh which i'm really excited about and not only just because it's more accessible but just because it means the brand is doing well and and, and the company's doing well so very excited about this but anyway so i flew out to kansas city uh it was it was a last minute like week notice hey you know this was like on a monday you'll be flying out next friday kind of thing so that was exciting and i'm always down to travel especially to places that i've never been or places i've only been you know i've been to kansas city once but obviously this is a different location different place and of course, just to be an opportunity to work with G Fuel, work with Walmart, and to work with Esports Arena. So three great brands all partnering together. 
Um, it was a really great weekend. I, I got out there. Unfortunately, um, I had to get up at like three in the morning again and fly out at five in the morning. Uh, time zone changed in the, in the flight. I, I got in around 9 a.m. Kansas time and uh, got to the hotel and just kind of had some time to kill, which was fine because I was catching up on the whole COPPA stuff and reading up on all the info that's out there on YouTube and whatnot. Uh, and, uh, and then I ended up hooking up with the G fuel guys. We went to the esports arena for the grand, you know, ribbon cutting, got to see it, got to, got to meet some people, hang out. And, uh, um, oh wow. Brain fart. Do we have, do we go to dinner? I'm trying to remember what we did for dinner. I really can't remember Friday night now. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we, we hung out there and we got back to our hotel and from the hotel we, um, oh yeah, yeah. We had, we had, we had, uh, Chicken fingers, canes. Went to canes. That's right. Now I remember. We had a drink. We went and had a drink. We went to canes. That was our Friday night. Saturday, woke up, uh, got some breakfast. Went to the uh, esports arena. Big, big turnout. Sensor uh, was there. Who's a, a big time uh, COD player and uh, been a G Fuel ambassador for years. In fact, Sensor has he, his his flavor. His G Fuel flavor is my favorite flavor. It's cherry limeade. And so uh, I, I got the chance to meet him and talk to him and hang out with him. He's a really cool dude. His name's Doug, and um, he's a really cool guy. And I got to meet some other influencers. Um, Fuya, who's a fantastic uh, human being. She's a broadcaster. She does Rainbow Six Siege. She's awesome. Love her. And then uh, FaZe Dirty, who also is another COD player. He's part of the FaZe, uh, FaZe team. Really cool dude. Uh, and then the G Fuel folks, man, like uh, shout outs to Nick, Sal, uh, DeQuatro, like those three guys were awesome. They treated me right. I uh, had some really good conversations with them. I'm really excited about 2020 and working uh, more closely with G Fuel uh, at more events and and all kinds of things. Uh, like I said, they're 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 my biggest partner, my biggest sponsor, uh, biggest supporter, and so you know I I want to continue working with them. And uh, but yeah, those guys are great. And Nick. Nick, uh, he, he's the camera guy. He's the one who does all their photos and videos and does all their video shoots. And so he took some amazing photos. It's my new profile picture now on, uh, on like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, it's just really good. In fact, I used, I used one of the photos for my birthday picture. I was like, this is what 38 looks like. It's just a really good photo. Um, but yeah, I just had a really good time. Saturday was a really big turnout. They did a Fortnite tournament. Um, we ended up going to the park, taking some photos and then we had a really nice dinner at the Power and Light District in uh, downtown Kansas City. Uh, we went to a place called Bristol. And, oh, man, I had an eight-ounce filet with some broccoli and Brussels sprouts. It was just amazing. I had a white Manhattan, uh, which is a it's a cocktail. Normally, it's, you know, it's on the darker side of, with, you know, with bourbon. This was a white whiskey, and uh, it was very smooth. It was very good. I don't normally drink Manhattans, but I had to try it, and it was, it was fantastic. And then I, then I had a smoked old fashioned, which normally I'm, I'm more of an old fashioned kind of guy. If I'm going to drink whiskey or bourbon, it's an old fashioned. Cause I like it on the sweet side. This was so good. So smooth. Uh, I put some pictures up on, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to check those out. Um, so dinner was great. The drinks were great. Everything was great. Uh, from there we went across the street to a, uh, kind of an entertainment district. Uh, we went to a, a bar. In fact, we went to a line and bar just cause I wanted to go in there and have a beer. Cause line and make some of my favorite beers. So I had a beer on trap on tap and it was, um, it was a much quieter scene, right? Not a lot going on there. It was more like a sports bar vibe. So we got a chance to talk for about an hour, but, uh, 
some of the guys wanted to go like to a club. So we ended up going uh, across the way to a dueling piano bar. And that was a blast. They were the group in there that the, the, the band that they, the bar, like it's their bar, their, their band was amazing. They kept switching. They, they kept switching like uh, roles. Like you'd have a guy and a girl on the piano, uh, on the pianos and then a guy doing the drums. And then like one of the piano guys would leave and another girl would sit down and she would start singing on the piano. And then, like the drummer would swap out and start playing guitar. And then there was a new drummer. And then there was a guy that walked up with the bass. And then another girl came up on stage and just sang. She didn't play an instrument. She just sang. Like it was so cool. It was like nine of them. And they just kept rotating from song to song. It was so cool. Um, really, really enjoyed that. And um, and then at, we ended the night at a country western bar where I proceeded to ride a mechanical bull. And uh, I do remember riding the bull. I do remember that. I, my, my thighs definitely reminded me of that. Um, but it was definitely the end of the night, and I definitely needed... I, that's where we ended. <laughs> I, I don't drink very often. I don't drink a lot. I don't drink a lot. But when you're out in that kind of environment, and you're just, you know, you're, you just start drinking, and that's that's when you're like, woo! And that's when I'm like, okay, I need to go to bed. Time for bed. I'm, I'm 38. Uh, time for bed. <laughs> so it was a good time. That was a really fun time. I really enjoyed hanging those, with, those, uh, with the folks at G Fuel. Um, it was good times for sure. But, uh, Sunday, another big day at the esports arena. In fact, I think Sunday actually had a bigger turnout than Saturday, which shocked us all. We, we did not expect Sunday to be as big. We thought Sunday was going to dwarf, uh, be dwarfed by Saturday, but actually I think the turnout was twice. Like it was just packed on Sunday. It was so cool. Um, I ended up live streaming on Saturday. I, I live streamed the th- for the three hours, four hours that we were there. Um, Sunday I didn't, I didn't stream. I didn't vlog. I just, hung out i worked the the g fuel table handing out samples of the new dub melon mint flavor which is really good oh man if you like watermelon and or mint you're gonna love this g fuel flavor it's so refreshing so good it comes out the first week of december and as always you can use promo code clintus to save on your purchase um and so yeah sunday the event happened and we went back to the hotel and i'll admit we kind of kind of just wasted the day away in the hotel bar and lobby just kind of working on stuff, working on the computers and stuff. But honestly, it's just because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to do. They offered to go do something. And I was just kind of like, well, we can do whatever. I don't care. What, what do you want to do? Let's, you know, I'm cool with just sitting here or I'm cool with going somewhere. And since nobody had any kind of like, oh, let's go do this. Then it was just kind of like, okay, whatever. Um, I had a really late flight, but the other two influencers had earlier flights. So like one by one, they had to leave and pick up, get their, get their, um, you know, their Ubers, get to the airport. So by the time uh, it got to a point where everyone had left, it was just me and the G Fuel guys. Uh, we ended up going and getting some Korean barbecue, and then uh, I ended up catching Uber to the airport, and I watched the movie on the on the plane ride home, and uh, that was it. That was it. And got home at around midnight. Got back home into bed by one thirty, I think, and that can kind of cl- concluded my trip. The funny thing is, is I didn't get I didn't get Casey barbecue. Everyone kept asking me. Everyone kept saying, "You're gonna get, are you gonna get barbecue? Have you had barbecue yet? If you're gonna get barbecue, go to this place." And the one time I was in Kansas City before, I remember Gates having the best sauce. The Gates barbecue sauce was just amazing. Um, but I don't think there was a Gates anywhere nearby. Um, and the G Fuel guys, of course, as soon as they got there, they went to the top two rated barbecue places nearby, and they didn't say they they, didn't, they weren't impressed. They said it wasn't like mind blowing good. And, you know, everyone has their opinions. Everyone's got different stuff they like and they don't like. Personally, I think Texas barbecue, Texas style barbecue is the best. 
It's all about the rub and the, and the smoke and the meat. Whereas in my mind, Casey, you know, Kansas city style barbecue is more about the sauce. It's, it's, you know, it's partially the smoke, partially the rub, but sauce is what really kind of brings it all together. And so I think if you're not a big sauce person, or if you were expecting, you know, I don't know, I'm again, I didn't eat any, so I can't really even speak to it. I'm going off of memory. But, uh, that last night we were kind of planning dinner. Uh, they started kind of just going through all the different restaurants that were nearby. And someone mentioned Korean barbecue. And of course we're like, Oh hell yeah. Korean barbecue is awesome. It's amazing. Let's go. I'll never turn down. I'll never turn down Asian food in general, but Korean barbecue is top notch. Right. Um, and then as we were driving there, I kind of made the comment like, oh man, I didn't even get Casey barbecue. And they're like, well, do you want to go? We'll go. And I'm like, no, no, that's fine. You guys already went and you're, you know, you're good. I'm fine. I'll, I'll be back in Kansas another time. It's fine. Um, so we ended the night with Korean barbecue, which was just, you know, like I said, top notch, good stuff. So that was it. Got back and, uh, that concluded my, uh, my trip. Uh, like I said, they, they, they sent me home with a tub of the dub melon mint. So I've been drinking that the last couple of days. Fantastic flavor. Um, got some other, other announcements with G Fuel later. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, I got my shaker cup, you know, the Clintus shaker cup out there. Um, really hoping that maybe this year, 2020, we can get a, a, my logo on the side of it. Maybe get a, a labeled, uh, you know, branded cup. That'd be really, really cool. And of course the dream is to have a flavor one day, someday to have a Clintus inspired G Fuel flavor. Um, but I know that I'm not quite big enough yet uh I, I don't know like what the num the magic number is like you know, you know selling enough and the codes and whatnot but definitely the dream is to have a g fuel flavor one day and uh you know people ask me all the time what would your g fuel flavor be and i the problem is is that cherry limeade was that flavor for the longest time i would say cherry limeade my favorite flavor would be cherry limeade that'd be my flavor and then um you know there's been some other flavors that kicked around but at the end of the day it really comes down to what their lab you know what their what their your guys can make and what flavors taste good and sound good. Cause you know, there's a fine line between uh, a popular flavor that everyone's going to love or a niche flavor that only certain people are going to love. Like one of the flavors I threw out there was like a spicy flavor, like a spicy, like chili limon or a mango habanero, right? Where you got the sweet fruity flavor, but then you also got like the, the sour spicy, you know, uh, and, and, and I don't know. I though I feel like those would be niche, you know, but, not everybody's going to run out to grab a tub of like mango habanero G fuel and, you know, Oh, it's mango, but it's spicy or it's lime, but it's spicy, you know? Um, but I could see that happening. I could, I could totally, I, I would totally endorse a, a spicy citrus flavor. Right. Um, and then the other ones I threw out there would be like a ginger lime, like a Moscow mule, right. Or, a um, like a mint lime mojito style cucumber mint. I mean, the watermelon mint is a phenomenal. I would have taken that flavor in a heartbeat. Um, I'm more definitely more of a citrus kind of guy. I love lime. So maybe like a sour limeade since we have, we have sour cherry and we have cherry limeade, maybe a sour limeade could be mine. You know, I definitely endorse that. Um, and then, then you get kind of crazy and maybe they, you know, maybe they, they, they do a coffee flavor, right? Like a caramel latte, vanilla latte, uh, uh, they, they did the strawberry banana, which I absolutely love. It's strawberry banana is one of my favorite flavors. Um, I could do like a chocolate banana, right? Like maybe like a mocha banana. I don't know something, you know, you can start getting crazy with the flavors, you know, cantaloupe would be good. I love the watermelon. I'd love a cantaloupe flavor. I could do a cantaloupe flavor. Uh, there's all kinds of possibilities, but again, I don't think I'm there yet. They've got a lot of bigger, much, much bigger influencers than me on their, on their team. They don't have a flavor yet. So I, I, I don't see that happening anytime soon. 
Um, I'm happy with the shaker cup. I'm happy with the support that, that, uh, we both give each other. So, you know, shout out to G fuel once again for sending me out to Kansas city for that trip. It was a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to more esports arenas popping up. I really hope they bring one to Arizona. I would love to have one in my hometown. Um, but we'll have to wait and see for sure. So that's it. That's, uh, that's the four weekends of traveling there that, uh, we did, even though some of them were local, you know, it's weekends outside of the house and whatnot. Um, vlogs up on all of these weekends within, if they're not already up, they will be shortly. I put up the one this weekend where I was away with it from Kansas at Kansas city. And the next video will be my weekend in Kansas city. And then, uh, after that will be my birthday, which is the next, the next podcast. We're going to talk about my birthday in detail because Man, oh man, at this point right now, as I'm recording this, I have not edited the birthday vlog yet. So I don't know exactly what Tiffany recorded and shared, but man, I, I want to, I want to sit and talk about my birthday because this was my best birthday ever, like hands down, most memorable. I'll never forget this birthday. And, and it wasn't like anything like, oh my God, what? But just like the thoughtfulness that, that went out throughout the day. I like, I got to give a huge shout out to my wife and my daughter specifically uh, they, they went above and beyond for me. And so I, I, I'm, that's what we're gonna talk about next. So stay tuned next time of the podcast going to be about my birthday. Um, it'd probably be a shorter one just because it's just, you know, one day. But, uh, after that, we're going to do a year in recap. We're going to do a, you know, we're going to end this season of the podcast, uh, cause it'll be one year. Uh, in fact, this week is one year since I launched the first episode of the podcast with Chuck. So, um, so we're going to be doing a recap of the year, talk about things I learned, things that I liked, things that I didn't like, and, uh, really kind of close this chapter on the podcast because next season, whenever that starts, whether that's the following week or the following month, or we might even wait till the new year. I don't know yet. I have no idea yet, but I got a lot of big ideas. I got a lot of big plans. Uh, I got a lot of guests lined up, uh, ready to go. I'm just waiting on a couple of things to pop off, but Uh, We're going to be talking about the next season of the podcast and we're going to really kind of shake things up and really get into like a cadence of never missing a week. Um, One guaranteed episode a week, possibly two, two episodes a week. And so I'm really excited about it. Really kind of, you know, I I go through these spurts where I get really excited about the the podcast and then I kind of wean off a little bit and then I get excited about the podcast again and then I kind of wean off again. You know, my goal for 2020 is to really, really, you know, produce a, a, a much more polished podcast for you guys but also much more consistent. Um, I feel like that's one of the problems with the podcast is it's so inconsistent, not only when I post, but what I post, you know, one week it's me and a guest next week. It's just me. The next week it's me and a guest. But I also feel like I did my guests a disservice. I really didn't introduce them or talk about them. And I kind of just assumed like, Oh yeah, you guys know who these people are. They're my friends. I talk about them all the time or yeah, he's a big YouTuber. You know who he is, right? And I forget that, you know, not everybody knows everything or everyone. And I, I really need to, I need to do a better job introducing them and really kind of, um, you know, ex- ex- explaining who they are and why they're on my podcast, really. So that's one of the goals to one of the notes I've taken off the last couple of episodes that I've done with guests is to really kind of give you guys a baseline of who this person is. And really, I think the most important thing is why are they on my podcast? How are we connected? How are we friends? Um, that's again, that's all stuff for 2020 uh, or I should say season two, season two. Um, so yeah, as always, thank you for watching, listening, not watching, you're listening, but you will be watching one day. We're going to be, we're going to be streaming this live. We're going to be recording on YouTube. 
and of course, listening to it on the podcast. Um, but yes, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate your attention. And uh, yeah, next episode, all about my birthday. I'm 38. Bye-bye.